welcome to the podcast. I am Melissa Matheson, and today we're talking with my friends Scott and Lewis, who are reporters for the local newspaper here in our northwest corner of Alabama. We're talking about the news, where we get our news, what we do with the news, and why we should care about the news, especially our local news. You'll be surprised at how much change you can create in your community if you'll just get informed and be present. Whether you want a speed bump added to your neighborhood street or just want to know how to pray for your city, Scott and Lewis give us some practical ways we can be involved in changes happening in our community. So grab your coffee and join us at the table. We're talking about politics, but not really. Famous people, kind of, sort of famous. And of course, Kangaroo Jack. Today on What's Next, God? Um, I wanted to talk about uh the news <laughs> i want to talk about what's going on in the world you guys are uh journalists do we call you journalists or writers what do we call you i i say reporter but journalist reporter yeah sure, sure. Any, <laughs> hey whatever <laughs> sure, whatever i feel like journalist is like super like, old school is yeah, it old school? Informal. fedora and the- <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so you're reporters Reporters. Yeah, sure. For our local newspaper here in Hamilton, Alabama, yes. in Marion yes. County. Yes. So you're also in your 20s. Yes. 28. 28. Still 20. Technically, it's still there. <laughs> well, married. Both of y'all married. Yes. Uh, have lovely wives. Uh, Scott has children. Lewis has a child on the way. Yeah. And we, <laughs> well, Lewis does it, Carly does, but Lewis is going to be a dad soon. If I wasn't there, there'd be no baby on the way. So this is true. You had, a, you had a big part in this. Yes. Good job, bud. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you guys being around the news and around, uh, do I say journalism? Because you're not journalists around reporting. the news and reporting yeah. and things like that. You are in your 20s. You guys represent um, an age, a generation of of people that have been quite fascinating to watch on social media lately. And <laughs> I kind of mm. wanted you guys to come on as reporters and as news people and as just normal, regular guys going to work, raising families. And let's talk about, let's talk about our do's and don'ts when it comes <laughs> to what we're seeing and hearing online. What are we thinking about the world and where it is now. <laughs> what do we I always, think of media? I always think of a meme when I think about this. Yeah. It's like um, when my parents 20 years ago, they're like, be careful online, you know, yeah. predators. Yes. And now it's like to our parents, we're like, be, be careful, careful online. online. They're trying to get you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the mind is like being kidnapped <laughs> like yeah. online. Yeah. I think the fact that, you know, we're like, regular guys who are journalists is different from probably like mainstream national media kind of journalism because i feel like those kind of people are like very like in that world and like we got to get the scoop we got to get this yes but we are once a week paper yes and we go home and live normal lives and we're not constantly like Mm-hmm. you know you're not needing to, to stir create exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. like the slogan of the newspaper is <clears throat> we don't make the news we just print it right yeah and yeah <laughs> there's plenty to print because there's you know even for a very small area 
there's a lot going on and we don't have to make stuff up. Like a kangaroo escaping <laughs> is not something that we had to make up. No. Somehow. Thank and you, God. And on the front page of our local newspaper this week with an incredible photo oh, thank by uh, <laughs> Louis Molini. Medium format. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That he took. So I, what I admire about you guys, though, is how you do your jobs. And I wish you could teach other people how to take what they're hearing and instead of just copying and pasting and sharing every wrong um, upside down fact and statistic and all over social media. Yeah, I think people are just really, especially now and in this country, it's like very conspiracy theory heavy. And whatever news you get that confirms the thing that you already believe, whether it's true or not, is what's interesting. And that's what is now becoming truth. Whereas like we with our jobs are kind of just like, I don't know, we me and Scott, if we get something wrong factually in the paper and we get a call about it, I know me personally, I'm like, you know, destroyed in my spirit Same. i'm like gone for the rest of the week i'm like please nobody talk to me my door's closed because like i got something wrong yeah and i feel like in the media at large like the big popping media it's like you're not it's not about being right it's about being first and like if you're the first to reveal something whether it's right or not you know you can just put it out there yeah yeah or if it fits the messaging yeah it's like you know i mean whatever take take aoc or leave her aoc whatever but like something she said like a year ago was like facts don't matter you know it's like the, it's like the message is what matters and it's like that is really troubling but that i feel like that's what kind of is laying behind a lot of what goes on is as long as the messages overall message is correct then the facts are kind of negotiable which is scary it is scary and we can't work that way especially yeah. on our level and you know a lot of a lot of politicians will distinguish between uh you know even statewide newspapers and then local newspapers mm -hmm. even with uh maybe even like funding they want to make available or you know cuts they you know tax cuts they want to make available you know, they'll refer to them differently because there is a difference. Um, and the local level is like probably some of the most pure form of journalism there is. You know, we're we're getting into the nitty gritty where, you know, nobody's looking. State state media is not going to the to Hamilton City Council meeting or the Guin City Council meeting or the brilliant town council meeting. Uh, you know, but it's like so that's where we're at and we can tell the stories of what's going on here um and do you know and keep keep officials accountable um and that's an important thing yeah and uh especially as so much goes under the radar and a lot of you know a lot of uh government is just really informal when you get to a more rural environment anyway so maybe a lot of has got maybe a lot has been gotten away with that shouldn't have been gotten away with i mean really we don't struggle we don't have that much here um 
I mean, anymore, maybe 20 years ago, there's some weird stuff going on. But mm -hmm. around here, almost everybody wants to be an honest person, which is great. I love our community. Yeah. I think they're pretty great. Yes, I do too. Yeah. So. What do you think is the biggest problem with the news in general? Not local. I'm talking, and not just newspaper, but mm -hmm. television. We kind of talked what about is? this. It's like it, news isn't really news. It's just a lot of just, opinion. Yes. Okay. There's no. I remember going to England and watching the news there. And I don't know how it is now. I went in 2015 when I went. And I noticed like their news was very like, here are the facts. This is what happened. Oh, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. But with us here in America, it's very much like this is what happened. And but the bulk of it is like opinions. And that's why we have like the big split between, you know, news stations like Fox and CNN. Yeah. Like that's not really that prevalent really anywhere else but here. Like I feel like we have right. that kind of thing because we're not right. talking about facts. Here's what it is. Good night. It's here's what it is. This is wrong yeah. and this is right. Yeah. We don't differentiate between opinion and fact. Yeah. You got to give credit to like, the uh, England or uh, the Europe media. And they're not perfect, but yeah, I sure. think, yeah. uh, you know, it's mainly about what are the facts. Yeah. Here they are. You make up your own opinion. And of course, they have opinion. They have platforms where they can voice their opinion. But, um, you know, we're kind of using our platforms as all opinion and very little fact. And right. That, I think it's like yeah. the... I know in like there's it was Ben Shapiro and some conservative reporter. He was interviewing Ben Shapiro and um, the guy is a conservative, straight up, probably one of the most conservative reporters in England. But but their thing is play devil's advocate. Yeah. And so, you know, that so he's reporting. He's like interviewing Ben Shapiro in that mode, play devil's advocate, because that kind of their mode of journalism is very dry, mm -hmm. which, you know, we could probably use more of. But it's funny because Ben, Ben, like, took it the whole wrong way and was like being defensive. I was like, you when realize. He's just trying to get the other side. Yeah. Of yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, but it, that's that's a difference. Like, he was approaching that interview like he would want here. Yeah. And it's so you even got some, you know, that just testifies to how mm -hmm. in different levels and different places reporting flavors can be, can be different. Yeah. I could see that because of cultures, but I wonder if it's because of generational things. Maybe maybe there's a generation it was about just telling the facts, and now we're in such a storytelling type of culture. This is how we sell. Yeah. This is how we... I really think that's why, you know, not to, you know diss anybody but like the older generation is more susceptible to like fake news stuff i think because they grew up with a very matter of fact news that they can't differentiate all the time now with what's real and fake so what i see a lot of and sometimes it makes me laugh but there is a sad part of it because they don't quite realize and i think it's going to take time for them to realize like i'll see people who are older that I know and I grew up like <laughs> where they were raising me, I'll see these people like sharing fake stuff from an obviously fake website like The Onion or something, <laughs> thinking that it's real because they grew up where news was news and that was it. So yes. anything that they see has to be true. And I think that's why they're very susceptible to like being tricked in that way because it's what you're saying. It's like generational, like we can figure out what's kind of fact and not fact or like you know figure that out ourselves but sometimes you know an older generation who grew up where fact was fact and that was it yeah maybe can't sometimes they can't i mean i've seen people get 
tore up over a Babylonian bee. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it makes me laugh, but then I'm kind of like, Ugh. They don't understand that's not real. It's like, satire, yeah. They don't understand right. that. And they're so offended. And I'm like, oh, man. It's, oh, it's, it's okay. worse the longer the post is. Because <laughs> it's like, you typed all of that for a joke. <laughs> yeah. That's I, yeah. I used to go through and read some of those comments. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. bless them. <laughs> just We're, makes me cringe inside out yeah. like really bad <laughs> yeah and, and there is that uh there, there is that whole dichotomy out there where people are like you know i trust fox news more than i do cnn you know they're, it's partisan and i just i would i would i would i want to try to say i would when, when i read when i go into a story you know maybe i'll take the platform you know maybe i take that in consideration i don't i most of the time these reporters are good fox news reporters if you look at the reporting these reporters are good if you look at cnn reporters reporters are good what happens is the editing what happens in this like you can see this in the story is that you'll have a headline you know most of the time editors are making headlines uh and y'all Maybe I need to be corrected on that, but the, you know, the headlines are being, you know, they're giving them the story, then the headlines formed. And, and then you have a bunch of like contextualization for the first two to three paragraphs. And that actually might say more than the actual story because they're trying to set up, uh, maybe an editor is trying to set up a, an argument. You know, you're listing that you're subtly listing out your, um, your logical process. And then you kind of dive into the facts after that. And I mean, sometimes you might have to get six paragraphs in, in some of these websites, six paragraphs in before you actually find the actual beef of the story. Yeah. And, and that, uh, that's a big problem too, is we're just sharing, you know, we're just sharing web links. We're just sharing headlines. And that doesn't, you know, and so you're just getting, you're getting so much compressed news and just one word wrong in a headline can just, you know, I mean, so much work is going into a headline mm-hmm. to try and it's, push it's a message. What's called clickbait, especially sure. like in the, you know, internet <laughs> age, uh, you know, it, speaking about the kangaroo story, like I could have made the headline like man tackles kangaroo. <laughs> sure. I could have made the, you know, man tackles innocent kangaroo. Like yeah. I could have made that the headline innocent and that's kangaroo. catchy <laughs> and, it, and it makes it sound like someone's abusing animals. But the reality is... Yeah, it was his kangaroo yeah. that escaped, and to catch it, yeah. they tackled it. Tackle. Which I mean, right. it's not wrong. I mean, you're trying to you're trying to get people to the story. And How do you know the wrong, kangaroo was just, innocent? He was guilty of running away. It doesn't matter it because the headline kangaroo. says that he was innocent, yeah. and that's what matters. But, and so, but, and I'm going to believe you because you're a good reporter. And the thing, like, if I already have my mind made up about something, and I see a headline that confirms my belief, I'm not going to look in the story. I'm just going to. Right. Share the link. Because, because you're really sharing your belief. You're not sharing the story. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever sharing stories saying, "Here's this is interesting. Now it's like, see? You see what I mean? <laughs> Look what at what so-and-so about. did. This is it. And yeah. it can be completely That's like funny. off base. Yeah. Where are most people getting their news these days? Where do you get your news? People, I, I, I would think from what studies show, people are mostly getting their news off of social media. Wow. I mean, the mo- That's where most I find out from. almost, I mean, the news I consume is like nerdy movie stuff, but like <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> Facebook and Twitter is like where I get 
Yeah. All, a ton of it. Like the ma- vast majority I'm getting is from oh, yeah. Twitter's Twitter. great. Twitter's great. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, but there is a problem with the fast paced news. Yes. There is a problem mm-hmm. because yes. if you're reporting stuff in real time, there's not that, uh, there's not that um, digestion that happens. There's not even, you know, time for, uh, you know, even a conversation to happen sometimes. So that on the spot reporting, that can get messy. I uh, think of the uh, the Capitol riots, the uh, yes, especially with the officer who, who lost his life. Most people don't know, but the official reason of death was not a high, like a fire hydrant to his head. I would not have known, a fire extinguisher, yeah. which was set. That was reported at the time by everyone subtly corrected everybody went back and subtly corrected because that was not the cause of his death and that's scary because they basically predicated a whole impeachment argument off, off of, of that off yeah off of an officer's death yeah and you know but that you know and that, that's that's something we say here is like <laughs> the the correction is never as big as the break so no because the story is already passed it's like when <clears throat> you were talking about when you get a fact wrong in an article and somebody corrects you on it how it like throws you for a loop yeah but see in most cases with news the news goes through so fast they don't even care about rate being right or wrong they're just reporting no need to necessarily correct or if they do correct they just kind of throw it yeah. in there because there's going to be another story yeah. and everyone's going to forget about that yeah. And but you can't go back to once you've told somebody the story one way. That's it. That's it. Nobody's reading. You it. can correct, and nobody's going to yeah. remember nobody, the corrected version. Honestly, it stinks to say it, but like nobody's reading the for the record corrections. Yeah. Nobody's reading that. No. Yeah, no. And they, the, you know, and it'll be like a front page. It, it'll be a front page mistake with a page four correction. Right. You know, so it's not even getting the same exposure. Which you know, I I don't. I don't like that. So maybe we should try and make that a goal to, you know, whatever level of exposure a mistake was at, maybe yeah. we should make the correct. I mean, the last mistake I made was pretty big and we ran it as a, just a story <laughs> uh, on the front page pretty much again. Mm-hmm. But like the other stuff where it's like, if we get something wrong, it's kind of just in the middle of the paper where yeah. nobody's going to see it. And sometimes I've had people who, uh, you know, I'll make a mistake on a, on like a, I don't know, sensitive topic, like an arrest report or something like that. And they'll, they'll call me and let me know that there was a factual mistake in there. I'll be like, "Hey, well, you, I can, I can go back and correct that. <clears throat> Maybe there was timing was off. There was a recent one where I had I had listed as seven p.m. when it was seven a.m. I just when I heard it and contextualized with everything that he was saying, it was like he's definitely talking about seven p.m. Didn't think a second about it, but it was actually seven a.m., which kind of changed everything a little bit. But anyway, so I offered. I'm like, "Hey, I will, you know, put a correction out there." And a lot of times people don't even want the attention again. So it's oh, like, no, gotcha. no, yeah. don't, you know, it, that'll just bring everything back up. Gotcha. So a lot of people won't even ask for corrections because they just want to let it die. Um, you know, especially when it's not positive news. Um, there's there's a there's a thing I hang on my wall right next to my computer. I just printed it out like what a month ago. But it says uh, journalism is printing something you don't want. So, journalism is printing what someone doesn't want printed and PR is anything else. Okay. Yeah. So um, are you in public relations or are you yeah. in journalism? I know that's a, that's a good, that's a good question. Are you sometimes <laughs> both? <laughs> you know, and sometimes I wonder, you know, are, are some of these uh, media outlets, are they just the PR arm of a, of a political power? 
you know? Yes. You know, and it's like, I'm going to question that. I'm going to, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. And, you know, I, you know, we, we talked about this is anytime I go into a story or anybody, any, anytime anybody come, goes into a story, you need to look for sources, uh, who's saying this, and then you need to look for who benefits from this information. And always take that into consideration. Who's saying this? Who benefits? Because, uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, especially with those uh, anonymous sources, mm-hmm. I, I will always take that with a grain of salt. Maybe I'll, I might tilt my head and be like, hmm, okay. Give me an example. Is there an example that comes to mind? Uh, first one I think of is the Capitol riots. Ben, uh, Senator Ben Sass came out and was saying that Trump was gleeful in the White House, according to numerous, you know, White House staffers or something like that. But they don't list names. Uh, you know, he was gleefully watching, which I, I, don't, I don't know. I <laughs> Have mean, you seen I, his resting face? He has a little smirk <laughs> on him. It's just a resting I face. I mean, maybe. And it's like, I, I don't know that. that it's just, just it makes me turn. It just makes me turn my head. I'm like, okay, maybe. But you don't have a name. You don't have a source name. Nobody's on the line for that. So it's basically his opinion. Yeah. Right. Nobody is on the line for that. And then plus, and then you look at the person who's breaking that news because you have a third hand account. You had someone who told Ben Sass. So that's third hand. And now he's sharing it with the news. And so, I mean, you got that, you know, breakdown of, you know, maybe a different story in between three people and two people. Right. And then, um, and then you've got just, yeah. Yeah. And then you like, who benefits from this information and kind of Ben Ben Sass has never been a Trump fan. So you're like, you so know. as a consumer, I would see something like that and I just need to ignore it because I don't know, maybe just take it with a grain of salt. I mean, a lot of people were using that as a aha. Like I had so many people like, especially when I was talking about the riots were like, but Trump was like this. And it's like, but was he, you know, yeah. because no one's willing to put their name on it. Like, really, should I take that with if you can't put your name on it? Should I really like take that as gospel? I would be terrified to be a famous person. Yeah, me too, definitely. Like I would never want to read any newspaper, see the news ever, because you know it's not going to be true most of the time. Yeah, I think, I don't know. It sounds weird because I do work for a newspaper, but I, the idea of like knowing facts in order to form an opinion on one side or the other just seems like, I don't know, specifically with what you were just talking about. It's like knowing the facts in that situation means what? That I have to think this way or the other way or just that I know the facts and that's it. It's like, I I guess it kind of sounds abstract, but it's like. Because people already have an opinion whether you give them the facts or not. Right, and it's just proving you right or wrong. But, you know, just speaking on Donald Trump, like I don't have an opinion one way or the other. Uh, and any information that came out, it was always like, Scott would tell me something. I'd be like, huh, that's interesting. And that's about it because I don't think I care enough about this one man who doesn't know who I am and I don't know who he is. You know, if those kind of facts, it just makes me like, oh, okay, got it. But that's not going to change my... Yeah, you know, overall view. I don't, and I don't well, think I that influences yeah. you in some way. I guess. Yeah. Or I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like who it's almost just like fuel for the people who were already against them anyway. That's or, where it's weird. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, they're just trying to push your opinion against them anyway. And I was just like, 
I don't know. I don't want to trust people who are in it for power anyway. It's like the whole Democrat-Republican battle. It's like if they're coming after each other or they're saying, they might just be saying stuff because they want more power. They they need to say this because they're going to get an edge up. They need this information to be out there because they are looking to get an advantage. Why do I want to be a pawn in that scheme? I don't want to be. That's why I like what we do at a local level because, (laughs) you know, it sounds weird because on the national level it could seem like the stakes are higher. But to me, the stakes are higher here where we are because what we're putting in the paper has to do with ultimately what I'm paying for. If something's going on, say, like, you know, in Hamilton City Hall that's going to affect me. Because you're a taxpayer. The stakes are higher. To me, that's more important. You know, obviously we affect what happens nationally by who we vote for and that kind of thing. But I don't know. It's like, you know, what we write at a local level seems to me more important right? because it's almost tangible. Like I can say this thing yes. that they voted on or that I voted for is the reason that this thing looks that way. Yeah. Yes. Or on the national level, it doesn't always seem that way to me. But now we are very well aware that most of our reading audience of our local newspaper is not 20-somethings yeah, yeah. and 30-somethings. That's right. And they need to be. They need to know what's going on. People, you need to know what's going on in your local government. You need to know what's going on in your city. Yeah. And I I mean... I can't. I can't personally say that I'm a subscriber anywhere. (laughs) You know, I I read the newspaper that we write, but um, I think it's important to. uh, You. We need to uh, invest into the information we're getting. You know, maybe you need to. uh, If it's if it's free and it's coming to you, yeah, it's just there's. Yep. Information that's valuable might be behind a paywall. Do is it because twenty somethings uh don't value they don't see how maybe it affects them because not to get too like uberly spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So whenever whenever you, when anybody and you know, anytime someone gives that disclaimer, you know it's about to get really spiritual. Go for it. But it's sort of like that thing uh, to me, I can liken it to you know, people in our generation, and I've been guilty of the thought as well, is like, I want to go to Africa and I want to go do these big things and the presidential stuff matters and like all that matters, but you don't value what's going on next door to you. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing to me where it's like, if we are willing to care about what's going on nationally, but we don't know what's going on in our own backyards, then we're backwards Yes, to me. So I think if specifically for the community that we're in, not just Marion County, but like also the ramp, Mm -hmm. you know, lately in some of the services, they've been talking about like, you know, if we're going to be in Hamilton, we need to be caring about what goes on in Hamilton or Marion County at large. And I remember turning to my wife, Carly, during that service where one of the services where we were praying, I was like, it's weird to me that, you know. Nobody shows up to council meetings. Mm-hmm. You would have you a long <laughs> list of things to pray for if you'd show up to a council meeting and hear what's going on and hear where things are going wrong. Then you'd have a very long list specific things 
to pray into for the city because you're well-informed and you're not going to be well-informed if you're not either attending those council meetings or knowing what's going on. <laughs> so that's, the, you know, again, not to get too spiritual, but that there is a connection there where it's like, if we're really going to be the people for the city that we're in mm-hmm. and we've been brought here by God and we think that we need to pray for the city and, but you don't know what to pray for, you don't know what's going on, then you need to get informed. So, so you need to, Follow Subscribe Scott. to the Journal Record. <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Facebook. And Lewis for all the photos. The film. And subscribe yeah. to the Journal Record. I don't, I don't we have any inform edition. anyone on my personal account. <laughs> <laughs> there is no information coming out of yeah. it. But seriously, I think, you know, if we're serious about where we live, then we need to be well informed. Yeah. Uh, you know. And that might mean. That might be that might be know, putting your money you right. know, month you know it's your time for yeah. too it's like your time to go to those meetings you know you're talking about you're not subscribed Scott to any other newspaper but our local one well I'm thinking I don't have time right. to read another newspaper I don't really right. have right. time to delve into a lot of this other stuff um, yeah. I get that yeah. so and I, and I think that's a good reason of to to buy the paper maybe you don't have time to go to the council meeting yeah you know and th- there are people around town and uh who will put the full video clip of the council meeting out there and it'll get a couple you know maybe a hundred shares or a hundred views on youtube and you guys but, though are doing articles you yeah. write about what happens right. in oh, these yeah. meetings and inform people yeah. yeah but who has time to go listen to a, a one-hour council meeting Right, right. I mean, it's it's hard to devote that. And that's the beauty. Of, that's the beauty of an article, is we've got history with this information. We've got history with these figures, and we can kind of, I and mean, we can package things, compress things into here's your beef, and just here's the substance. Yeah. Here's the good stuff. Skip all the, you know. I mean, we're in. You yeah. Know, this is rural Alabama. There's so much joking and sarcasm that goes into oh, counseling. Yeah. Me. I'm like, okay. we could make a mountain out of a molehill if we really. Oh, wanted for sure. To. I was like, but you know, <laughs> we need a battle on the yeah. some, oh of the, some of the stuff that gets said in these council meetings, I'm like, if Did I was, if that? we were someone else who like stirred up stuff just to stir it up, we could. Yeah. Oh man, it's just we could make a killing. Are yeah. our city council meetings open to the public now? I know there That's was where a I was restriction go to, oh, yeah. for a while. They've, even with, with the restrictions, I feel like the public. That's the thing. Like, if you want to go to a council meeting, you just need to find out what time it is, and you can right. show up and sit yeah. in. They're yeah. public yeah. meetings. Yeah. yeah, everything that they say. It's like they every you know that's actually the public public time. So when they are in a a scheduled city council meeting, they are working on public's time. Yeah. Everything they say needs to be viewed as it's like they're standing before the whole city and saying it. Right. Sometimes it's easy to forget that <laughs> when, when no one's there. Yeah. You know. So, and then they yeah, say yeah, things yeah. they wouldn't say. Yeah. And, and then they, they give us the classic. The uh, don't put that in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you just basically told everyone. Already. We don't make the news. We just print it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny being like in the, sitting there and it's just it's like, hey, will you leave this out? And I'm like, well, tell me what it is first because I don't want to agree to it. <laughs> yeah, no. They usually tell me after the fact after they make a joke, but I have had some people. Um, this happened like two years ago uh, at a commission meeting and these guys come in and they're kind of like, I don't want my picture in the paper. I don't want this and that in the paper. And I'm like, I very rarely, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, like 
that part's not important, so whatever. Like, yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't even have, thought twice if you right. hadn't have if said. You hadn't said anything. But now that you said something, <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, I just want to, I just want to like make a point. Yeah. Be like, but these guys don't. like were saying something important and telling me not to put it in the paper, and I was like, I don't think you get this. Like, this is a public meeting, and you were coming here to say this, and it ha- it's going. It has. This to. is how this works. I'm sorry, but this is how the, right. you, this is public. Yeah. And so you mentioned a couple of reasons why it should be important for us to know what's going on. You talked about this is our taxpayer money mm-hmm. going. And uh, what else did you say? Why, what's another reason? Why should 20-somethings care about what's happening yeah. in their local government? I mean, this is the stuff happening at the local level are dinner table issues. You're talking about. Like what? You know, what, what? Yeah, because side? it could affect your kids I mean, in school absolutely. and your oh, kids. property lines sure, and your sure. water. Much more impact in your daily life than state politics mm-hmm. or national politics. I mean, you're talking about uh, what side of the road are you going to have to put your trash on in the morning? You know, I mean, seriously, that, that stuff gets brought up. People mm-hmm. get really passionate about garbage. I mean, <laughs> they sure do. And it's it, it, because it's like so fundamental to our lives, we don't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. We just want it to, to be gone. <laughs> That's all we're asking. <laughs> there are very minor things that annoy us that m- maybe could be changed if we would be informed and know that we can go to our city council meetings, get on the agenda, bring it up, yeah. and get it changed. Yeah. I remember a, it like a very minor thing. You know um, that church on the corner uh, on Bexar, like right on that intersection where – Secura is like right across the sure. street. Yeah. yeah, there's that little road that I used to always drive through yeah. to get to the and they parking lot, closed and they closed it, it because people just went and said, "Can we close that? It's dangerous." So it's like that kind of thing where yeah. it's like if you don't know or don't care, then right. you'll be affected. But there was a public, there's a whole public meeting, there's a whole protocol that had to go through for that road to close. Right. Yeah. If you were really, if you really were invested in it, you know, if you really wanted to take that back route around that main light, you could have gone and contested that. But yeah. you didn't know about it right. until it was already done. You're like, why is this road closed? Who closed this road? Now I can't yeah. go this way anymore. Now uh-huh. I'm upset about it. Yeah. But you could have done something about you it. You could have. You could have spoken up if you had known yeah. that that was. Yeah. Road closures that was and happening. garbage. I mean, and Those are the water topics. It's, <laughs> it's seriously, it's, it's so fundamental to our daily lives that it's and so important. You know, it's, it depends, you know. Yeah, it just affects us and it really can impact how our our day goes. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think of other things. Trash. Trash is a huge thing around here. Yeah. Are we going to pay people to pick it up? Are we going to prosecute people who dump it on the road? Are we going to, you know, there's a big push for that. And just the cleanliness, cleanliness of your city can have huge implications because you don't know who's driving through that day. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be, you know, there's constantly people in and out of Hamilton. We don't know. They're looking at sites constantly. Business people looking at yes. sites. And we don't know about We've it. Had and this is an area in desperate need of yeah. business. Yeah. Yes. Industrial people. Yeah. Going yes. to the industrial park. Because we're right here on the interstate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're they're looking to put industry uh, distribution centers. And which, by the way, I own property near the interstate, and I expect the value to go up quite a bit in the next few years. Yeah, <laughs> it, will, it will. That's good. It will. 
<clears throat> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So lots of reasons. And of course, that was the other thing I would just remembered, Lewis, um, to know how to pray for your city. Yeah. Yeah. To know what's going on. I also think of being present and having a face and a voice in what's happening in your city. Let your city officials know that you are present. present. Like yeah. we are here. We care about what happens. You know how like when you're working on something or maybe you've written something and like somebody calls the newspaper and goes, hey, I really like that article. And you're like, man, I didn't even know anybody was really reading uh, that. Yeah. That happened to me today, actually. <laughs> and it just makes you feel good, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, yeah. I, we work in a, what, a 20, 50 square foot room. Yeah. And it's, it's just easy to forget that there's a, People are there's a world care. out there yeah. Yeah, who are reading our, our, our product. It's funny. Yes. Sometimes we'll get emails and people are like, yeah, that's this is really good. And you're like, huh? <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Or, hey, this is really bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are, are the great what ones. What are some of your favorite things to report about, Lewis? Okay. It's it's not happened anymore. The last, this term of um, a certain city's <laughs> council members is a lot better. But the previous term, every meeting that I went to, there was shouting, and finger pointing and name calling and, and people mimicking walking out and people walking yes. out telling that you know <laughs> they were gonna get the cops to get everybody out like stuff like that was going on almost a weekly <laughs> almost weekly we don't make the news we just print it and i they were both the easiest and hardest stories to write because a lot of it would just be me putting Almost word for word, exactly. every word that they were saying. <laughs> and it's like, I can't do that because we'll be running a full 16 page story of nonsense. Yes, this one meeting. But, oh man, it's wow. I would read those and it was like I was in the room. Like you gave every <laughs> There was a guy who. Detail, it was great. When they finally changed, I think it was the last meeting with that term, like that council. And I went outside leaving after the meeting was over and I'm like packing my camera and my and my bag and everything. And I hear someone go, hey, you the paper man. <laughs> and I look over and it's this guy in his pickup truck and he goes, you write that story about uh, that time they were, you know, yelling at each other. And I said, yeah, that's like every week. So, but yes, that's me. And he's like, oh, that's good stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a bunch of these people in his pickup truck and they're all like dying laughing about the articles that I've been writing about them yelling at each other. So, yeah, it's just so what people are interested in. I'm like, oh, you didn't really read that other important stuff that was in that paper. But, no, but I'm you glad read, you really read about them screaming at each other. That would. Scott, what's your favorite things to write about? Oh, gosh. I, I'm, so, I'm so hesitant to say favorite because I feel like everything He loves is... columns. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, let's talk about columns. Yeah, that's let's a good... Talk, yeah. Give us some newspaper terminology because yeah. I am not well-versed. I think we talked about it in that we meeting did. this week, the difference between... There's like a story which is just straight up the facts. Then yeah, there's news an article. Editorial. A news article. Yeah, news okay. article. A good, a, someone who knows what they're doing <laughs> will put facts. Just straight facts. No <laughs> opinions, no, to. you know, yeah. exaggerations, nothing. Yeah, no adjectives are not our friend. Right. Okay. We, uh, we, I rarely write story. an adjective without quotes. Yeah. If I'm going to put an adjective in there, like some flavoring, it's mm. got to be someone saying something. And I'll okay. Usually, I'll usually denote that. See, this is why I would I'm not make calling anything a good, good or bad. I'm not calling anything, yeah. you know, extreme. Unless I'm talking about weather. 
Something okay. that can't be, you know, anyway. Uh, <laughs> then there's like editorials, which is for, you know, the view of the entire paper. Okay. So usually one person or the entire office could all get together and write this opinion piece. That is the stance of the entire paper, and that would be an editorial. Okay. And then we have columns, which are just individuals talking about whatever. I mean, I've written nonsense. Tracy Estes used to write about mowing his lawn, like just yeah. random little <laughs> things. Scott's written about riding his bicycle and losing, uh, yeah. his, losing pants. his pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, you know. Columns. I enjoy columns. Scott's doesn't. Scott does not like them. And then I think Scott likes editorials. And every time it's my turn to write an editorial, <laughs> I dread it. Yeah. Why? Um. Because your opinion. Columns are really easy because okay. I can just write whatever I want. Right. Because it's your opinion. Yeah. But yeah. with the, something that the whole paper, you know, to be in control of something that is the stance of the whole paper, is a little more daunting of a task and i feel like the subject matter has to be you know um kind of with the time that we're in mm -hmm. and i just yeah. don't like doing that yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and it's yeah. a little more of a spotlight yeah you know yeah. it can be a little more yeah. controversial sometimes yeah, yeah. i don't think i'm ex i don't think i'm too concerned with it being controversial i've gotten enough angry phone calls to i think at this <laughs> point just be fine with it um i just don't like having to come Which, you know it's just i don't have, like having to come up with the idea i don't know if i would ever be angry enough to call a newspaper and complain about well something there I are read. people who are <laughs> very very much angry enough to call but i guess i'm not old enough maybe give yeah. me like 40, they are mostly 40 years older, and all. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And maybe I'll just yeah. need to be able to speak my mind. Yeah. I like editorials because I can make a large, like a logical appeal to why we stand in this way. Okay. So uh, like this last week, I wrote an editorial um, on why I want to see or why the paper believes that in, uh, the inmate population should get vaccinations okay yeah and so we actually had saw a little bit of criticism on mm -hmm. that today um you know and it's easy to it's easy to say uh they shouldn't because they shouldn't be prioritized and actually if you read if you read the editorial which i doubt most people read it when they call most most of the time when people are they angry, read the headline they yeah. get definitely had one of those headlines that yeah. was like he's saying that they should be priority <laughs> no did you read it no. uh but yeah it, actually in our vaccination schedule the uh inmates actually qualify under our current phase because they are in car congregated settings yes uh but they've not received any vaccinations uh and that really it just comes down to the fact that they're not viewed as important enough i mean i, I really don't have yeah, no like other than that, they yeah. don't have any rights yeah, yeah. because they yeah. have committed and crimes. unfortunately that's not how it is in the united states correct um or how it should be yeah uh, you know just apart from and we've had a serious amount of deaths come out of our yeah prison yeah. from the pandemic yeah. our uh, yeah. our two prison facilities here make up more than a quarter of the state's deaths in prison populations Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, and that, that might be expected just because one of them is an aged and infirmed. So you're looking and at they're the older. high risk. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, they're in the phase. Why don't, why are they not getting the 
fair consideration that they are due. Hmm. And also, mm-hmm. I don't think people realize that if we don't get that sorted and we don't care about their health, we're going to end up having to pay for it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a lawsuit. Our own that's a lawsuit. I mean, yeah. if you can, if if a lawyer and there's plenty of them, there's there's there is plenty of lawyers who want to go after the state of Alabama for prison malfeasance, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, actually, you know, that could end up costing because of you know, if they say that they are being treated wrongly, that's I mean, that's a lawsuit, mm-hmm. and especially if someone dies when they could have been, yeah, yeah and that, might, that might be an argument out there. Some yeah. a, a prisoner died because he wasn't given his vaccinations when he was available to have them. So, anyway, but that was an editorial I wrote, and you know, some you know someone wrote in and kind of it wasn't ugly. I don't think but. he said, like, you know, in in the email he sent because I brought it to Scott's attention when I got it. He was basically saying, you know. This is nothing personal against you guys. I'm just wanting to get something off my chest. I have an opinion too, and here's what it is. Right. And yeah, yeah. I appreciate those. So people can write letters to the editor. Yes, oh, you can. Oh, yes, they can. Yes, you can. And there's a section, and we 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 really carve out space. It, it used to be a lot bigger than it is now. People would uh, people would just get on huge arguments week after week, writing letters to the editor against each other. It used to be this big thing. It's not that way anymore, mm-hmm. but it's available, and you can even write. Uh, I mean, you really can write editors of any media outlet. You might, I don't. You might get it. You might get published as a letter, an op-ed. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see that phrase, op-ed, opinion, editorial, mm-hmm. uh, thrown in there, and you, a lot of people will submit those, and they'll have them published. Um, and th- and I think that's good. That there needs to be a distinction. A lot of people need a distinction between the news staff and the editorial board. Okay. And there is specific tabs almost on every news website you go. There's specific tabs of your your news and your opinions. The opinions, a lot of them, are put together by an editorial board, determined by an editorial board, by an editorial director or editor manager. And the news is completely, completely different. Completely different. I, I think it's the Wall Street Journal um, that their editorial board is per, is almost conservative through and through, and then their their news staff actually leans more liberal. Maybe mm-hmm. I think it's the Wall Street Journal. I could be wrong on that, but um, but you can have those differentiations. And, and I think we're supposed to be able to look and read and listen to opinions that are different than ours yeah. and be Absolutely. okay like do you know what i'm saying like you i you think Lewis we're, were talking about everybody tort. clicks yeah. on things that they already agree with not that they're needing to be which is why i don't get on social media and argue with anybody about anything like kind of deal you already have your mind made up nothing yeah. i'm gonna say is gonna change that so you go ahead why and watch that. or consume anything if you already know where you stand yeah you're yeah. not doing it to be informed you're doing it to prove that you're right to everyone yeah yeah I have lived in the boat of ignorance for a long time and it was bliss because it can get messy out there when you, but I, I realized now that that is not a, you want to think that that's the safe place to be, but it's not because you end up, um, being uninformed will have consequences Mm. for yourself and your family, your community. Oh yeah. And I am seeing now the value of being informed. 
Can we talk about WandaVision for a minute? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, no. Of course. Scott's not seen it. No. Have you not, Scott? Is that not your thing? I've not seen it. I've just, I've not gotten through, made the time to, to watch it all the way through. Yeah. Um, I like this quote from Aristotle. I guess it, I didn't realize it was Aristotle, but um, it says, it's the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. And mm-hmm. um, kind of telling that people want to shut down people's, you know, there was a recent op-ed submitted by a senator to the New York Times, basically just saying, send in the National Guard to secure a federal court in a court building in Oregon. And it ran and people were very upset hmm. that, they, that this guy wanted to deploy the National Guard, which ironically, <clears throat> what happened in D.C., we deployed the National Guard. Anyway, it's just, yeah. Have you had to write something that you talked about journalism as writing something that nobody wants you to write about? Yeah. Uh, have we done that? Yeah. Oh, have you done I that? mean, uh, <laughs> and you knew when you were writing it that it wasn't going to be well accepted. There have been yeah. times where yeah. I've done that. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, sometimes I'll sit in meetings where I'll see two different parties are yelling at each other. And when it's all over, you can almost see the look of, oh, no, people are going to know what I've done. <laughs> yeah, oh. I've seen that happen. And like we it's important. You know, you said what you said. And it's hard and it's in a small go. town because everybody is related to huh? somebody. Oh, we've gotten plenty of phone calls saying like we shouldn't have done this. We had no business writing this, you know, yeah. or before we run it, please take this out. Like we've gotten so many of those, yeah. so many. Yep, yep, yep. So how do you you still have to print it? I, I yeah. It's like in it's, the beginning, I was very much like, oh, please speak to my manager. <laughs> but now, you know, it's kind of just like, you know, you have to realize that one, a lot of these people are public servants, and you're working for me. Yes. So I have a right I'm paying to know. you. And what you said is definitely going in this paper because these people who are paying your salary. Mm. Deserve to know what you're yeah. saying. Yes. That's the truth. And then legally, you're in an open meeting. You, yeah, there are rules. And whatever you say in an open meeting is open to the public. Phew. So. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what's something, if you want to get specific, is there something specific that you had to write about that you did not really want to write about, but you knew you needed to? There are the, things like, um, well, there's a councilman arrested and he yeah. ended up being my neighbor. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to write that story because one, it's like I'm I'm a part of this community, and I don't like it's a it's a bad look for yeah. this community. So I don't want to write that because you're not trying to be gossipy. No, no. And but it is something that needs that people need to know about. Yeah, and it's and then he's my neighbor as well. So it's like, well, I'm gonna have to, you know, I don't want this to breach us to. Which I mean, he's he's working out whatever he got arrested for, and he's he's going through the right protocol, or whatever. But you know, he actually stopped by, you know, a week or two after the article ran. I was like, hey, I don't hold that against you. Yeah, like I, so I give I give him a lot of respect and credit, realizing like I'm not making this personal. I, you know, so he he actually understood that. So. A lot of respect for him on that. and Because uh, I think that's in your heart, though. I think because you guys have a relationship with these people, they see you every week. I think they know that your intent is not to 
There are some things we just hurtful. have to write. Yes. Arrests is pretty much what it's I was like, going to say. Cause, if you're a public official, I mean, especially uh, if you're yeah. in a public official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you've there's if we don't run it, and then almost anything we do can be questioned. Yeah, you you can fall into that because you're like, well, why did you protect this person? Because now they're going to accuse us of protecting somebody, and we're like, we're not. We're not going to fall into that. We're not going to put ourselves in a situation where they're like, well, why didn't you do it for this person yeah. if you did it for this person? If I was to be arrested, I would fully expect yeah. myself to be in the paper yeah. and Scott writing the Either article. Either name. <laughs> Scott <laughs> writing an article. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I would fully expect that because you, you know, what we do also holds people accountable. Yes. Whether we realize it or not. So, that, you know. We were talking about like hard things to do with stuff like that, where it's like arrests, especially when we know these people and we know they have families and that's difficult. But when you do things as a public official in public, this is, you know, yeah, it stinks, but that's what it is. And that's like a kind of almost like a, maybe there should be some trembling in that, you know, you don't want to, yeah. maybe you don't want the power, maybe you don't want uh, power like that because there's just a whole lot of responsibility. I can't tell you how many times mm-hmm. I've thought like you shouldn't have run for office if you thought that this was going to be a little nice private yeah. thing. Right, like right, you right. signed up to be to have eyes on you. Yes. When you're representing us, you deserve to be scrutinized a little heavier than the normal person would. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think some people want to run sometimes for office because it's like a feather in your cap yeah when it's probably like the worst thing that you could possibly do (laughs) yeah yeah because it can get ugly yeah is reporting in your future i know you guys are doing this right now because they're kind of jobs that kind of pay the bills but is this something like you feel drawn to this type of work in some way not so much reporting as in like you know going to meetings and stuff but i really enjoy um you know, like the feature stories I do sometimes, I am I do photography and that's my passion. And quite recently I was, you know, talking to my wife about what I want to do with what I'm doing at work, kind of like what I would want to do outside of work. And I've had this idea of, you know, I would want to get to know people around here who have interesting stories and like use the photography and almost like a blog kind of thing. Yeah. And be able to tell their story through pictures and a little write-up thing. Would you do that on Facebook so that I can read it? All of my stuff would always be on, on uh, social media. You know, it's not even like a thing. You know, maybe I could put that in the paper too. But I mean, because you don't put links to the council meetings on your Facebook. No, so, I don't. Like, well, because yeah. I won't give you yeah. that. <laughs> the website. <laughs> let's not mention the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's keep our jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, again, not to get too super spiritual, but you know, we're all on this earth, and we're all called to love each other and care about each other. And I think people have interesting stories that, you know, I don't know. It just brings you all closer if you know about each other. Yes. And especially in our community, we have a lot of interesting people in this community. Uh, and I I don't know. I just kind of have a passion of like letting people know like this person's here. This is cool. Yes. Here's well, this person. That was why I, when I started the podcast, that's one of the things I loved was like, 
getting to help people tell their story and it allowed them to connect with other people in a new way and just brought so much unity with people. Yeah. And I was ten- I was starting to get bored here when I was working at the hotel before Scott and um, someone we used to work with, Logan, <laughs> were trying to get me to work there. But I had this thought of like, you know what? There's nothing going on here. This is the most boring place on earth. And I feel like it's important that we also highlight that like where you live, even if it's like a rural small town like we live in is very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. There are people here who are very interesting. There are things going on here that are very interesting. Yes. I'm very happy Mule for my job. Day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am like grateful for the job I have because if I didn't have this job, I would not have met any of the very interesting people that I would have met That's if true. I had stayed at the hotel that I was working at. That's true. Right. I love that. Scott, you gonna stay in reporting for a while? Mm-hmm. Is it in you? I don't know. I'd... I mean, you could be like the next James Spann of Midnight no. <laughs> Weather. I don't think my uh, my video presence <laughs> would be very great. <laughs> you can get help with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, we I... need you a team, a media team. He's got a whole team. <laughs> I, I really enjoy what I do. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I could see writing and. Uh, storytelling being part of what I do in the long term. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, li- and I think listening is big too. So I think I've, I've got a lot of listening in as a reporter. Um, you know, listening, just sitting <laughs> and, and uh, digesting. Who's, who's one of the most interesting people or is there somebody famous that you've interviewed? Oh man, off the top of my head. Uh a lot of the, the veterans are always incredible. To I really love those incredible interviews. It's just they're it's it's unbelievable what these men went through and uh, coped with. Unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what they you know the big things they were a part of little wor- world wars that they wore pieces in. It's unbelievable. And so I, those, those interviews are always really humbling to have, especially because like, man, you're such a big deal. And I'm like this, uh, I'm just a kid with a notepad. And so, also like you're here. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. You're a hero. Yeah. We, we really have some war heroes here. Uh, and it's, it's incredible. I have, before I got this job, had like a dream to meet World War II veterans because, <laughs> um, I just had this thought of like, they're almost all gone. Yeah. There's going to be one day very soon where we have no more World War II veterans on the earth. Yeah. And I'm kind of, it it's was around of- when I was like losing grandparents and great grandparents. And it's like to know that we have, you know, we like watching these movies where they have these like period pieces and those really cool. But we have people on the earth still that who lived through that time and can yeah. give us all this information. Yeah. My great-grandmother lived until she was 98. She was born in like 1910 or 1912 <laughs> and went wow. through a ton of stuff. Wow. A huge pandemic, a, you know, Great Depression, like all of those things. Right. Two world wars, like That's just nuts. craziness. And I never got from that. So yeah. having this job like pairs you up with people who can tell you these stories. And I think that's yeah. like a rewarding yeah. really cool. yeah. thing. I've interviewed someone who was a part of the Apollo projects that's here crazy. in Gwen. 
Wow. He's an engineer on the, 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 the platforms. Wow. He's working on some of the cells, I guess the rocket cells on the bottom or something like that. But I mean, he's just down here in Ewan. Wow. Know? And he, you know, he's, he had a part of some putting someone on the moon. It's crazy. Um, and, you know, he was a whole bunch of history was up in Montana in some of the uh, the anti-missile system against Russia, like mm-hmm. literally putting up these like these uh, radars pointing towards Russia to like pick up any ballistic missiles that were coming. It's crazy stuff. You know, he was so, you know, but he's just retired and living in his hometown. A lot of a lot of people here and you just don't know, you know, we got tons of people. Lewis, you you got to interview John Schneider. Oh yeah, and what's horrible is like I don't know who that dude is. <laughs> and I'm interviewing next week uh, the main actor from The Blind Side. That's right. Yeah. He's going to be in Birmingham. There's been or stuff something? that's happened like that, and I'm kind of no. He's going to be here. Like oh, he he's Hamilton? going to Hamilton High School at some point. Oh. Hamilton High School. I thought it was Winfield. He's going to speak at Winfield. He's going to speak at a bunch of high schools and right. then doing a public event somewhere. But right. yeah, there's been like a couple of people who are like that's legitimately cool. like you know, and I am always like I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you first. are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like John Schneider, I had to Google him. And I was like. Oh, okay, got it. Oh, yeah, Dukes of Hazzard. But yes. I have no, like, I didn't grow up watching that. Who came to our that. Blue Moon Drive-In Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Toby Mac came to the Blue Moon. I didn't know him. Unbelievable. <laughs> did, you, did you just say you didn't know who Toby Mac was? No, 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 no. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Listen, I'm not... A fun fact, I've met Toby Mac. <laughs> we knew... I. This is so random. We... Uh, we are very like my family is very good friends with someone who was in his like uh, band years ago. Yeah. So we went to a concert and we met him. That was a fun little thing. And I don't really listen to Toby Max. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's again one of those things where it's like, nice to meet you. The end. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, got, I got to interview Jeff Sessions. Yeah, like, that was like my uh, highlight. Of my that was yeah, yeah. That was the <laughs> crowning moment of your journal record career. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was really cool just because of the uh, the national implications because he was running for the state senate. So sorry, U.S. Senate in Alabama, trying mm-hmm. to get a seat back. Um, I mean, he was Trump's attorney general, and he got fired and was wanting to get back in the Senate after you know after that appointment. And uh, you know, so just the just the huge national implications that this guy was wrapped up in. It's really cool to interview. Yeah. I met Tommy Tuberville. Yes. And that's all. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> he, he's interviewed Tommy Tuberville. Yeah. You know, it, it was funny because when I, uh, when I got this job, I was managed, I was a, uh, an assistant manager at Burger King. And I was like, I was like handing out burgers and then one week and then flipped over and I was like interviewing mayors and state senators the next week wow. i think it's like weird that we take that for granted like <laughs> we're gonna like yeah i have like three or four mayors phone numbers in my cell phone <laughs> and like it's you say I that kind of thing home. yeah like i'll be around friends and i'm like looking at my phone and it's like the mayor of hackleberg's calling me and they're like who's that and it's like oh it's just the mayor of hackleberg and they're like what just, so just that like that kind of thing where it sounds weird but like we don't care because we're 
I feel like once you get in the world of being around someone of influence, it's like sure. not as exciting. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because you find out they are just regular people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing you pull, their job. you pull the, you yeah. know, you peek just behind like the curtain you're... and it ruins it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got some numbers. Think you'll ever numbers. get into politics, Lewis? I don't think <laughs> so. The there have been times where, day? yeah, no, there have been times <laughs> yeah, where, not. like, I have, I don't want to. Let me, disclaimer, what I'm about to say, it does not mean I'm going to do anything that I'm saying. <laughs> there have been times where I'm like, it would be interesting. Like, I care enough to maybe one day think about maybe possibly running for city council. Yes. But it's not going to happen because I'm not going to. Yes, okay. I won't let me. But there are some times where I'm like passionate about something. I'm like, come on, guys. You know, there needs to be someone up there you who don't like have cares. You in your pocket, Lewis. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's not going to happen. No. Maybe one day. Not doing it. Scott, politics in your future? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe locally. I don't. I, feel I would like, definitely do it locally. I mean, I feel I like you've got to have. It's it's so it's such a fragile thing to be a successful local politician. So I don't know if I'd do it here. I don't. I don't really know if I'd ever do it. I don't. You don't know. I feel like you need to get planted I somewhere. I mean, you yeah. went one day Burger King next hey, week. Hey, there you go. Right. I mean, right. You that's could your be um, like, that's your slow. Like you got to fit that into your slow. April twenty twenty one. Who knows? You could be. I don't know. Running for US I mean, Senate. I, don't, I wouldn't I don't be opposed. Vote for... Scott Johnson, and you can have it your way. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! You know what? You're hired. You're hired, Lewis. I will run your campaign <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> What not to say to uh, to your voters? Yeah. You'll have it your way. Oh yeah, you're setting yourself terrible. up for failure. Just terrible. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, all right, wrap it up and give me advice to twenty somethings on what they need to do or what they need to know to get involved in their community. Where they need to get their news. What do they need to stop doing? Start doing. Subscribe to a paper. Not ours. I mean, maybe if it's not ours, it's not ours. Because there's some but, people not in the area that are listening. We have listeners from all over. But find yeah, your local newspaper. Find a local newspaper. And subscribe And to subscribe. It. I mean, it's... it's a Subscription is becoming vitally important to newspapers, especially because uh, ad revenue is going down just because of the nature of internet. And maybe that's inevitable. Mm-hmm. But uh, subscriptions are becoming huge. So uh, you're not only supporting... Uh, you're supporting local transparency you're you're supporting local accountability even if you're not reading it every day that you get it i mean you're supporting your, your local community. economy for yeah, sure sure yes and uh and you're keeping yourself informed and yes uh and then i'd say oh man i think it i think it's huge to analyze how you read news, who you're listening to, who you're listening to is huge, and who you, uh, who you're taking at face value without knowing you're taking at face value. Maybe you shouldn't be taking at face value. Yeah. Uh, maybe you need to start questioning. What? Uh, maybe you just need to bring. A, a little bit of salt in, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Or maybe if you maybe need to play devil's advocate with the information you're getting, especially with national media. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to, I mean, read the New York Times. Go for it. But also read Fox News. Read, you know, I would, I would, 
people who say you shouldn't read a certain person, you probably need to question if you need to follow their directions <clears throat> because they, they might have some kind of, uh, what is it? Motivation to get you to believe a certain way. Mm -hmm. No, take everything, you know, take, take a cross section of that information. Almost every time I read a big breaking news story, I'll read it from one, I'll read it at one site and I want to get the other side. Mm -hmm. I want, you know, yeah. and especially podcasts. I mean, subscribe to conservative podcasts and then subscribe, subscribe to a progressive podcast. I listen to, um, you know, I, 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 you know, I listen to the Ben Shapiro a lot. I listen to a guy named Ben Poole. I don't know if I would recommend those. They're, you know, they are very, they're very liberal with their language. So, uh, but I mean, and then I'll listen to Young Turks and, you know, uh, that's pretty progressive. You know, sometimes I just get burned. I'm like, this is, I hear the same thing from conservative commentators all the time. I just want to hear something fresh. So I go listen to the progressive podcast or, you know, Pod Save America. That's another one um, that's a left leaning or liberal. Uh, so just don't uh, don't get yourself stuck into the echo chamber and you're just confirming your own beliefs, confirming your own beliefs. And like, uh, be brave enough. If, if, if your beliefs are actually valuable and, and they're actually tested and proven, they should stand to exposure. Mm -hmm. You know, they, sh they shouldn't be wavering. If they're actually great beliefs and good truth, they shouldn't be wavering in the face of like different opinions and different facts. So why not? Why not throw them out there to be tested, and con constantly putting yourself into that, uh, you know, that allowing them to go through that fire, allowing them to go through that tension between sides. Be willing to have conversations, maybe if they're not even online. Be willing to. Yeah, we have to learn to be respectful, and like I said earlier, like be able to entertain a thought without having to subscribe to it. You should have that freedom. Yes. And so, I mean, I can find so many connections. To me, that's maturity, but yeah, yeah, know. sure. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and I can find. I've, I've had great conversations with, uh, you know, people I strongly disagree with, just because I'm like willing to, you know, okay, well, I'm going to kind of put myself into your mind, hear what you're saying. And most of the time, these people are well intentioned. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. maybe they're maybe they're. I don't. I don't like where they're landing, policy wise. Or something like that but you know let's get if you start to listen to people and respect them you can kind of get that question of are you a good person out of the way or like <laughs> do i like you or not like, <laughs> most of them are well-intentioned they want yes. good things and, and they I'm believe sure. just as strongly about what they believe as yeah. you do about what you believe yeah. and i would just say kind of like you were saying with like coming at it with an open mind just because you're hearing something that you don't you know, either just agree with in a normal sense or spiritually agree with just because you're hearing that side doesn't mean you're coming into agreement with it. Sometimes you just need to like hear sides of things. Maybe you agree or don't and just sit with that information. It doesn't mean you have to shape your opinion. You know, I just get weird sometimes. Like a lot of the times where we're consuming anything newsworthy, it's like, okay, we've gotten that news. Now we need to pick a side. Or for me, and I explained this earlier, it's like, I hear the thing. 
I understand the thing and that's it. And I feel like there are things to do with the information that you've been given. There are things like, you know, if you're going to go hear things about city council meetings, then you're, you should go and vote based on what you're seeing. And I think that's important, but especially for younger people, you know, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. I know what we're getting out of that. And a lot of it is like, you know, use this article to get back at your grandpa during Thanksgiving (laughs) when it's like, that's not what it should be for. You know, it's very like, you know, a lot of it's like aim to divide. And so I don't know. I just really be obsessed with, you know, truth above everything else, because if you're not reading a thing to gain the truth, then you're reading it to gain something else. You're reading it to gain the upper hand. You're reading it to gain control. You're reading it to, you know, be prepared the next time that kid comes up to you with nonsense and you can say, well, look at this. I think that's like a miserable existence to live. Mm -hmm. So just go into it with the spirit of truth in you and, you know, get the truth and leave it at that. Yeah. Because we are not, I don't know, like being on this earth to just fight each other all the time with information seems really it yeah. seems really terrible yeah <laughs> but that's where we are right now i feel like yeah so absolutely yeah. Go, go follow <laughs> what were we calling him scout scout go uh, follow. scout johnson <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah definitely what scott said too like i would subscribe to your local paper or at least like you know, not to say follow Scott, but like <laughs> I would follow someone who is like a reporter yes. in your area who like is constantly updating people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Do that. Or some of your, lo- don't we have some local officials that post about yeah. things? Yeah, get, get start, yep. you know, Find local adding officials. your local yeah. officials as friends on your Facebook. Yeah. And then if you have That's the time, good. you know, I'm very serious about like <laughs> go to a council meeting. Yes. yes. Seriously. Know your counselor. Go to a council meeting. If you have like... If you have issues with your city, be it roads or anything else, commission meetings, council meetings, like these things are open to the public. Show up. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, make an appointment. You figure out when they're having a meeting and show up and sit there and listen. Yeah. Maya Cole, she's 16. She is dying for me to take her to one. We just haven't (laughs) been able to go yet. Yeah, They're open. And to me, that's, you know, not to say you know, don't buy the newspaper, please buy our newspaper. But like <laughs> that to me is better than waiting for it to come out in the paper because you are right there when it happened. Yes. And yeah. And know your, uh, know your city counselors. Yeah. Uh, she, I mean, I, I don't think I lived anywhere until I, lived, I started working here that I even would be able to recognize or name yeah. a city council person. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, that's important, knowing who they are, knowing who and I is think representing you. We get, like, riled up about election day. And this is, like, a big thing with younger people, too. Like, going out and, and voting is very important. But it's not enough for me to just – and I didn't get this until I started working at the paper and going to meetings. It is almost a 100 times, to me, more important for you to know what's going on in local municipal elections than it is – national elections voting for president great do it but you know i feel like a lot of people especially this last election voted for president but then the other names you have no idea what's going on because you're not informed Mm. and those things are shaping your life day to day more than who is president right Right. and so that's another thing like you know we're all getting older and we're all going to be in charge of people don't realize like 
normal Joe Schmo has more control than he realizes if he realizes it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. we have if our roads are garbage, it's not just a government man whose <laughs> fault it is. It's also ours because we are not paying attention to what we're voting for, who we're voting in. So those things are important. Yeah. Yes. And you can't know that unless you're informed. So yeah. buy the journal record. Buy the journal record. <laughs> my, get informed. My, seriously, stay informed. Yeah. My hot wife, Madison. <laughs> oh, my plug, gosh. Plug for her. Uh, no. Madison, she, uh, did you tell him to say that? Yeah. <laughs> she that's t- what the macarons were for oh, today. Oh, that's right. Macarons. Yeah. <laughs> She, she, we were watching uh, Gilmore Girls the other night, and she, she looked oh. over to me and she's like, "I would go to facility council meetings if they were like uh, star tall." <laughs> <laughs> but they kind of can be in a way. Okay, the greatest thing I can compare them to, and I didn't make this up. I think it was both Scott and Kaylin who used to work at the paper. We live literally like in real life parks and recreation <laughs> that is what's going on constantly true no joke i've been in meetings where i'm like this is not real there's a camera somewhere here there's no way this is what's being said there's a studio audience behind yeah, no, that like, wall this is right a there. lie my life yeah. is not real this is a simulation like all right boys bring the cameras out like that kind of deal yeah wow now everybody's gonna want to come work at the newspaper after this they'll be like i want to do that they're gonna start showing up at council meetings i love another show up to council meetings that'd be so great i would love it we should do it we should have a day that we rally and we we just like do a field trip we just go sitting in if 20 people here's the date people will be shook you would not have to say anything. You wouldn't have to get on the agenda. Nope. The council that you're going to would be so shook if so many people showed up, like, just to sit and listen. Yeah. They would legitimately be like, what are you guys doing here? That would happen. Let's because, do it. Because, hey. Let's listen. just do it. We'll just start. I'll just get some people that want to volunteer to just kind of show up People should and be go there. to their council meetings and hey, listen to what's going a, on. What if it becomes like a... Extra credit item or requirement for our sim to, to attend the city council. <laughs> to be honestly, it think should it's be. A great idea. I think it's a good idea. Hey, it, it's an actual requirement for merit badges and Boy Scouts to attend city council meetings. Oh, it's pretty cool. I think it's important for it's people cool. to show up to the city council. Meetings. I mean, y'all can make fun of me for being a Boy Scout. We should but. be starting this in high school. Our high school students should be. Is there not a class for something like that? You know, know. civics. They do like civics classes in the elementary school, but I don't think they do it in higher grades. Having worked here now, I know that wherever I live, I'm going to be going to city council meetings for sure. Yeah. Well, for sure. And I would not feel that way unless I I would not feel I would not feel that way unless I worked at this newspaper. But like, I'm serious about that. Like, staying informed thing. People have more control over what goes on in their cities than they realize, and I think. You know, being informed is a part of that. Yeah. All right, people, find a local council meeting. Subscribe to your newspaper. Get involved in your community. If you live in Hamilton, show up to Hamilton City Council meetings. Scott and and Lewis are saving you a seat. (laughs) Next to me in the front. Well, there you have it. It doesn't get simpler than that. I hope you have been inspired to look for ways you personally can be informed and involved in what's happening in your own community. I'm reminded of a shirt my daughter wore a lot her senior year of high school that simply said, be the change. So instead of complaining about the vacant buildings on Main Street or the trash dumped along your roadways, 
Go introduce yourself to a local council person, read your local paper, and find out how you and your family can help be the change. Friend, I hope you have a great week, and I'll save you a seat again next Monday as we sit around the table, have a cup of coffee, and talk about what's next, God. <laughs>